Hello. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the podcast, you guys know it, where we skim the Chicago sports landscape to bring positivity into your life. I'm your host, Boo Pen, joined as always by my fellow Positive Brigade members, CJ and Miller. Boys, how we doing? I am fantastic because I am now part of the brigade. Now that you know that we are the Positivity Brigade, I am ecstatic. The brigade is back. The brigade, the brigade is, is back. back. We should do this. If someone does something bad, they get put off the brigade or you have to do some good deeds so you get put back on the brigade. We'll talk about the brigade, you know, membership plans, maybe. I don't know. The monetization <laughs> opportunities there for us. God. Love it. <laughs> it's a tough economy, guys. <laughs> uh, in, in today's episode, uh, boys and girls, we'll be talking about news that stood out to us. Uh, Miller has a brand new segment for us about the Bears. We'll look at the. We'll take a quick peek at the Cubs and the Sox, and the main segment today is on the Women's World Cup. I know Chris, in particular, is very excited about this topic. Chris, please hold on to your horses, okay? We're not starting. Yet. I will hold on to said horse. <laughs> Kicks off in a few days. It does. It does. You're right. Okay. I'm down under. <laughs> down under's Australia. It is in Australia. It's New Zealand, isn't it? <laughs> and I thought Australia. it was like both. Yeah. Yes. Oh, shit. Off to a great start, boys and girls. Off to a great start here. Um, all right, boys. We, we ready to do this? Should we jump right in? Let's do it. Now, oh. that, I know, now that I know that Australia is part of it, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, Chris, I heard you wanted to talk about the uh, running back market situation out there. What you got for us? Yeah, so if you guys have been paying attention to the NFL as closely as I have the last couple of days, um, you guys will realize that Saquon Jacobs and uh, Pollard are not getting a deal done, and they're still they're still waiting to get picked up. And what's kind of crazy is I think uh, there were a couple of uh, I don't know if there were tweets or Instagram posts that other running backs are actually in support that these guys need to get paid. And the fact that they haven't is actually kind of pissing them off and it's kind of uniting all the running backs. So how do you guys feel that these guys are still unsigned in the NFL? It is it is incredible. Jacobs led the leagues, I think, last year in, in, in yards and so disrespectful that he has to like... Um, I think he signed the, the tag, though. Um, so I he, don't, he may... Yeah, he I don't know if any of them have, actually. Uh, Saquon, yeah. I believe, is still holding off. And I think I Jacobs think, might have signed it, but I could be wrong. I know but Pollard no, has, I believe. Pollard um, has. That's but Saquon, Saquon, the rumor is that he might miss week one and that he will actually remain unsigned. So that's... Yeah, th- I think that's definitely a rumor out there. Um, Jacobs, too. It's a rumor that he's about. kicking out, too, right, Miller? I believe Saquon is kind of like slowly putting it out like, I'm not going to play. Yeah, definitely. I think they've. I think him and Jacobs have already said that they're not going to be going to camp. So yeah. it's just a matter if they are going to show up for Week One. I know they're both kind of uh, throwing tizzy fits about it, but uh, it's crazy the backlash that has come out. Uh, there was one scout that wrote something about um, like the draft process with running backs, talking about you draft a running back, they perform super well the first four years fifth year you tag them and then the next step is you find another running back 
and it's like uh, consistently all the running backs across the board are just bashing him for that take, which I understandably, I mean, this is their profession. These guys are the best in the world at what they do, and they're being thrown around like a dime a dozen. And when you get treated like that, it's pretty disrespectful. Yeah, and I think um, I can't remember who it was. I want to say I can't. I, I it's blanking on me right now. But even someone was saying, if that's the case, eventually the running back position is just not going to be filled anymore. Um, like we're not seeing the value in that. And a couple, like maybe ten years ago, I remember running backs were almost getting close to the same amount of money. Well, not close, but like they were like second or third top paid position. And then it became like an offensive position, like offensive line was getting paid more. And like you, they were they were gradually kind of dipping in the money. And even the guarantees were a little bit low, too. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know there has been some not a lot of rumors, but some rumors that uh, Bears could pick up on Jacobs. Um, I think we all agree that that's just a rumor. Uh, would he would we be happy with that? I mean, no. given that yeah, I, I was going to say. I don't want to pay a running back that much. I'm on board with this. I'm on board with this thought. I feel bad for (laughs) him, but you know what? It's an organization. I mean, it's like crazy how like the league has flipped in like a couple of years, right? I think it's like post Le'Veon Bell, right? I remember that holdout. Oh, yeah. Like, I think like post that and obviously like, you know, the the cap has gone up. Other people are getting paid more. It's it's like interesting. Again, the business side of this shows up every now and then. But again, a very interesting situation. A couple is, of years ago, we were, yeah. It is crazy that, like, I believe McCafferty set the market at about $16 million. Saquon comes yeah. out and says he doesn't want to set, set the market. And then he but declined he set the market, $13 Right, I was going to He set the market before the trade. And now his trade value is what also kind of is messing with the market yeah it's just i feel like saquon got an adequate deal now i'm sure the guarantees are probably what's holding it back but um i think that's okay but the one last thing i want to point out is the average salary of a nfl kicker is higher than the average salary of a running back it's like two million compared to like 180 or something that is funny but kickers have less guarantees than running backs so i think the in, they incentivize the running backs to get more yards and catches than stop looking into kicker. it too much it's funny yeah yeah it's funny but it's I'm it's right, funny so. that it's sad thank you Miller. listen you need to appreciate all the research i did on this topic okay so go ahead hey, and let's kick it off yay to research um i wanted to talk about sohei atani um if you guys listen to any podcast, any talk show these days, he's one of the main topics they talk about, mostly because the trade deadline for baseball is August 1st. Angels are like around 500. Uh, their other star um, is hurt, may not come back for a minute. So like they're like in a good situation. He's going to be a free agent next season. So they're like, do we keep holding on to him with the hope that we'll make the playoffs, maybe make a run later? Or do we trade him when his value is like at an all-time high, right? He's like probably the coolest player in baseball. Like, you know, he is a great pitcher. Middle, He can bat middle order. He's like probably above average in both. Like maybe top five in both, arguably. Um, So it's like 
very interesting. I think the funniest thing to me is like there's nothing to compare him to, right? Like there's there's no comp head to head that you can do as to here's what his trade value is or here's what he's worth. And so it's like a very interesting, interesting uh situation happening in uh LA. Um have you guys heard of this? Any 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 topics there? I I want to talk about a couple of the teams he might go to, but kind of want to throw it to you guys if you guys have any opinions there. So Right now, um, the Angels are four and a half games out of the wild card position. However, they are nine games out as of this recording of their division. So to say that they can be sellers, I believe they are in a better position than how our teams, the Cubs and Sox, are kind of doing, where they might actually want to buy to try to go for the wild card spot. But if they buy and they don't make it, Otani is most likely out. So, um. I have heard a lot of the conversations. I know the Cubs were in talks of, of possibly getting some kind of number out there. But to kind of go back to what you were saying, Boopin, I think there is a way of comparing uh, Otani's trade value, and you have to treat him as two different players. You have to find uh, who has been the best offensive player or the best outfielder, and then you have to find uh, who has been the best pitcher and find either match those offers or – give the man his money and like, uh, or give him a percentage of the fucking angels at this point, uh, whatever you got to do to keep him, just he's going to be drawing numbers. He draws numbers. Uh, when the team is away. Yeah. Like if a- the Apple angels TV. cut him and trout is going to be gone, I think in the next three years, I can't recall exactly how much time he has left on his deal, but ever since, um, ever since those two have played together, the numbers seems to go up for standing or for, um, attendance and and merchandise sales so if the angels want to stay relevant they have to find a way to keep them it's just crazy to me that this team isn't as good or better than they are i mean they have two probably the best players in baseball on the same squad and they can barely even get close to being 500 Uh, i know i believe trout is hurt at the moment which definitely puts a dent in things but um he is such a star it's ridiculous to have him in Chicago would be immaculate. I would love it. I would love it so much. I don't think it's going to happen because all the reporting is that he wants to stay on the West coast because his wife flies back to Japan often. Um, but the Cubs are in the mix and I believe it's the Dodgers, the angels and Seattle. Yeah. Um, it, it's been interesting things thrown out there. Um, I think one of the things was Trout will be out for a couple more weeks. So like if they are nine games away, they'll likely be like 10, 12 games away. At that point, um, but, but one of the things again, it's nine games from the division, so it's really the wild card number that makes it compelling because two teams make it out of that wild card. So four and a half to get two positions is very good, and they just swept the Yankees, um, which I guess the Yankees are kind of on a downward as of as of the time of this recording. Um, it it can be a little bit. It's it's going to be tough for them because you have to either start buying. I think we talked about it last week when. When the, when the, when is it the right time to start buying and selling? And we were talking about how being close to the trade deadline for our teams. Can you imagine you have to decide if you're going to keep him or if you don't trade him, how much are you going to pay the guy? And how much does he want to get paid? Like, are we talking another Take 10 years, but 10 years, 500 million? Like, what are we at looking least, at here? You're at assuming least. that those are the only two options. There's also the option that he walks. You don't get anything. But but I'm talking like from the team perspective. You you have to decide if you're going to be a buyer with four and a half games out of the wild card. 
Yeah, I know. I, I get that. And I I personally think you try to flip him if you can. I mean, if you're talking No matter what. About, so even if you're even if you're one game out, you still flip him. See, that's I mean, what I'm saying. The chances well, of them the, being the, one game out is pretty... pretty in their current situation, they, Mike Trout is hurt, right? So yep. I'm going to think of that as a negative and that they're not going to be making much ground up in the wild card. But if you can get the top two players in the MLB pipeline for him, plus a viable starter for him, maybe some more, like, I think you got to do it. Like, you're, they're, you're, the Angels still may be in the conversation, even if he's traded. Like, they may still be able to sign him because he went there for a reason. He chose there. Now, if they get some studs back and then they can bring him up in the next year, you're adding to the talent pool that you have already in Anaheim, maybe making you a better player. I, so, don't, like, I don't recall that he actually chose there. I believe the Angels at that time had the most money to spend on an international player. So I think I mean, it was still he signed a contract with the team. He, the Cubs were he did the Cubs he were did. up the there Cubs as well. The Cubs just didn't, but the Cubs is the Cubs money. They were limited on what they were able to spend when he was available. So because th- that whole thing is like the the team has to also pay the club, and th- th- it's the whole thing. I for, I forget what the actual details. Are he about, but chose I know that to the, go there. He could if he wanted to go somewhere else. He could have. Yes, but he like, chose because of the money, the money, daddy, the money. The one thing I think it's interesting um, and like kind of pushes the Angels' hands is he clearly said it at the All-Star break that he's losing his heart. He wants to play for a winner. He wants to play for a contender. He's made it clear. So not, they not only have to sign him, but also make the team better next year. And That's my point. And they, I like, think they that just signed Rondon to like a seven-year contract, and he sucked monkey balls. <laughs> It was like looking at it's like one of the worst signings in history. Um, the the other thing I wanted to say about the ratings, Chris, you like you said, great point. I think Apple TV has most of the Angels games that they carry right now because it's a huge following in in like Asia and obviously yeah elsewhere. But again, he's an exciting player, so I expect that to be the case. So I just you know anything anywhere I look, I see that. So I just wanted to bring that into our podcast today. But um. That's it for the news that stood out to us. We, ready for the golf clap, boys, are introducing a new segment. Woo! Yeah! This is N- Miller's Bear Corner. Uh, you know, we're not sold on the name yet. We'll yeah, this, the name sounds dirtier than we anticipated. So, <laughs> He's not me. looking for bears everyone like let's just keep it <laughs> let's keep it pg here okay just because miller's in the corner we don't want all the bears to attack him okay we're talking about the chicago bears okay just hey now thank you it's bears you. season baby yeah yeah oh, god yeah yeah i didn't know i was gonna go there but we're not talking about those types of bears now are we we're talking about the chicago bears the one and only. I can't wait for football season, and it's right around the corner. Before you know it, we're going to be doing fantasy drafts, and then the season opener against the pack. The fucking pack. Let's kick their ass. The Take ownership pack. back. What we're going to be Daddy's talking gone. about over the next eight weeks as we lead up to the NFL season is we're going to kind of break down the new additions to the Chicago Bears team. Um, this will include free agents as well as uh, – Draft picks. We're not going to go through it all. We're going to go through probably the biggest names that we got. I'm going to cover probably 10 or 11 different uh, bears in this whole thing. 
So we'll see how it goes. We're going to start off this lovely segment with the newest defensive lineman, uh, Demarcus Walker. So Demarcus Walker uh, came to us via free agency. We got him on a three-year deal. He was previously in Tennessee. Uh, He is a defensive end with over six years experience in the NFL. He has over those six years He is combined for 114 tackles, 24 tackles for loss, and 19 and a half sacks. So last year was his best season uh, in 2022 with with those Tennessee Titans. He played in every game with a career high in tackles at 32, tackles for loss at 10, and sacks at 7. Just want to focus in a little bit on that sack number of 7 because 7 sacks is more sacks than all of the Chicago Bears' top defensive end guys combined. And I'm talking Wait, about... Wait, we had defense playing last year? We did, in some games. Don't do that. Maybe. Guys, it, it's the season hasn't started. Let's just, we're positivity. Come on. <laughs> and those guys were Justin Jones, Travis Gibson, and Dominique Robinson. They combined for six. So, whoop de freaking do Let's go. Uh, and in addition to that... He had 16 QB hits. You want another fun Chicago Bears fact? Hit it. 16 QB hits by Mr. Walker was four shy of the Chicago Bears team total in 2022. Man, nice. So what you're saying is what you're saying is the Bears have a lot of room for improvement uh, with him on the team. Eh, He's a he's a little bit better, but he does definitely improves the defensive front. Nothing groundbreaking by any means. He's not going to move heaven and earth, but he will definitely be an improvement of last year. Uh, the biggest thing for DeMarcus is his versatility. Uh, he can impact the game on the running and passing side. Uh, Travis Smith, uh, the Chicago Bears defensive line coach, was quoted saying he's a physical rusher. When you're talking about the pass, pass rush, no matter what, whether he's going to go through you, He's going to create momentum and counter it. We need guys who are going to dent the pocket, and he's a pocket denter. So, like I said, it's not a huge signing, but he's going to start off Miller's Bears corner. Um, He is definitely an improvement to our defensive line, and I can't wait to see what we can put together for this new upcoming Bears season. So, uh, seven more weeks of this. We'll see who we cover. Can't wait. We're going to cover some big names, so please stay tuned. Yeah, Listen, sounds like I, him, him by himself is uh, like better than most of the defense. So I'm excited. Listen, can can someone just what does it mean to be a pocket denter? <laughs> Why does that make me laugh? Dude, you got a dirty that? mind tonight. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what? Going to put a dent we, we in this need, pocket, we, baby. <laughs> we we need to put CJ in a in a timeout. So who says we, that though? I'm sorry. Who says pocket denter? Like so we are gonna it's take like, a quick break. No, hold on. It's like the whole John Madden drawing dicks and shit on the. On the you prompter. do understand that a pocket has like a supposed to round yes, about. I know what a pocket, so when you yes. push in, so how do you that dent, breaks right, the but How do you dent it? A dent means you leave an imprint on it. How do you leave a dent so in a So when pocket? you push somebody back, it breaks the pocket. No, no, no. See, I get that in NFL terms. That makes sense. In a pocket world, zero sense because a pocket, you can literally pull it out. Like, Oh, my no, no, God. No, no. You, Are you seriously you comparing this conversation it. to a pocket of your pants? 
Okay, you know what? This is it. This is we have crossed the line. I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> we we apologize for the entire pocket and pants community. What do you mean? What do you Chris mean? did not mean it. Okay, Who the whatever. Fuck is it Chris? Is. We- <laughs> we'll be back on the other side of this break. What's up, everybody? CJ here, and we have some exciting news to share for next week's episode. We are actually going to be live streaming. That's right. We are live streaming our episode on Facebook. It'll be our first test stream, and we hope to see you guys there. Make sure you check out our page on Facebook at the Trio of Positivity Podcast. And we are now going to bring it back to Boopin for our next segment. Welcome back. We all are in a very calm state now. Thank you to the break. And we're going to calmly talk about the Crosstown Rivals, okay? Um, we won't be spending as much time there. There's nothing much has changed since the last time we spoke on this. So, do you guys want to go first? Should we start with the Sox, boys? Uh, let's start with sadness first. Let's go ahead with the Sox. I, actually, there's been, there's been sadness, but for the wrong reasons. We are sad because they are winning now. They won a series <laughs> in, in Atlanta, and no one wants them to win now they actually look pretty great i i feel bad that i'm talking crap about them but calm down they, okay atlanta is the hot especially at home they are literally unbeatable okay like correct me if i'm wrong but it, it sucks that they played so well uh they're playing the mets doesn't look as hot right now i'll be honest with you but the bats have come alive in the last couple of games they have scored six runs, eight runs, ten runs in the last three games. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, everyone's wondering if this is a deadline pop. You know, everyone's trying to make a good image for themselves or if this is sustainable. You know, we've talked about the division and everything. So, like, everyone was, like, wondering about that. So, kind of wanted to throw it your way. Um, if you guys want to answer that or take on the Cubs, whatever you guys got. They're two and two after the break. Jesus. Calm down. 500, 500 baseball is good for us, okay? Have you seen our record? <laughs> yeah. When you lose 14 in a row or however many you guys did, 500 baseball doesn't get back in it. That's for damn sure. We need to be like, yeah. We need to do a lot of things, okay? But it's a good start. That's what I got. Cubs, Cubs are up, up next. <laughs> I mean, the Cubs came out of the break two, two of three. Two of five. Two of five. Two of five. Two and three out of the break. It was a disaster. We talked about last week how um, this next 16 games uh, are going to be of dire importance because of the shit teams that we're playing. Well, unfortunately, that got off to a slow start. Um, We won two of five to come out, and now we are in full sell mode. Uh, We're eight games back and six games under 500 as of this recording, and things are not looking good on the north side. So the big two guys that are currently being talked about right now with trades are Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger. Those are the guys that we have that are contracts and most likely going to be free agencies at the end of the year. Definitely Cody Bellinger. Uh, I believe that Marcus Stroman does have a player option, but he will probably be going to free agency. So Cubs have a decision to make. But on top of that, Stroman had a press conference coming out reaffirming his desire to stay in Chicago. The team wants him in Chicago. He wants to be in Chicago, and he thinks that he's part of the thick of the leadership and that it should happen and that they're going to make a playoff run. So 
from a fan perspective, you're sitting here talking, looking at these two guys. They're hot. Like, why would you get rid of them? But from a team perspective, CJ, give me the team perspective on these two guys. I mean, we got to keep Stroman. There's, there's no other. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I would actually be very comfortable selling Bellinger right now. I think, being that these are the only two pieces that we actually have of value right now, I think we're in that position too, where it's like, yeah, I think it's it's either we sell or if Strowman feels strongly about coming over and staying with the Cubs, I have no problem trading him and being like, hey, remember when you said you wanted to stay in Chicago? Let's make a deal now. Um, but being that those... And that's just it. That is exactly it. That's why you have to sell both of them because you can always bring them back. I think so. And if you're going to improve, improve your team, that's one way to do it. Like, Cody's probably definitely gone, unfortunately. He's having a great year. But I just, I, I, there's no reason to keep him when you know he's probably going to be looking for a huge contract at the end of the year. And his last three years have sucked. So be really willing to pony up. I, I will I will give I will give credit to the Cubs though. Um scoring seventeen runs. That was a lot of fun. So thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh positive too, too little too late. Positivity rating for uh the White Sox, Boobin, what do we got? Three. Three. Good was Lord. I at two before this? I think it was at two though, wasn't it? Uh, you were zero for quite a couple weeks. Um Miller, where where are you at? We're sort of we're back to a four. We're back to a Last four. Week we went back from from a five to a four. So you're staying, so at, a staying four. at a four. I am staying at a five. I believe I said five last week, and we are staying at five. Um, Chris, your positivity, chance. you know, is listen. The Cubs are the Cubs are more the, the Cubs are more of a uh, they're a feel good story. I'll say that. Um, we'll see what happens. Talking about feel-good story, boys, are we ready to talk about the Women's World Cup? Let's go, baby. I have a Vuvuzela the, right now. The one time every two years that I actually watch the damn sport of football. Oh, because men's, okay, got it. Men's and women's there, right, buddy. I see, I see ah! what you did there. Notice how he says that, yet he forgets he watches the UEFA Champions League final every year. <clears throat> Does he? The what? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the ninth edition of the Women's World Cup starts July 20th. So likely when this, by the time this podcast comes out, you guys would have already known what happened. Um, it's being hosted in Australia and New Zealand. Chris, I didn't know pay that attention. Australia part. Yeah, that was interesting. I knew if you had read Zealand. the agenda before. Do you know how small New Zealand is? Uh, it's. It is quite tiny. Really small to host. I mean, it's quite that many country. It's quite tiny. Um, but it's a historic tournament, boys. It's 32 nations competing for the first time there. Uh, the first game is between New Zealand and Norway. Again, takes place Thursday, July 20th. Likely will have taken place by the time this comes out. Uh, the final is on August 20th. Um, I just, because it's the World Cup, I kind of want to give you guys a very... High level view of like some of the storylines that's happening, uh, and you guys can take some of the other storylines that stood out to you. Um, the storyline is the biggest one that was obviously because we are a US based podcast. Uh, Megan Rapino, this will be her last World Cup. 
She announced her retirement from soccer after the 2023 season. You know, she's a legend. She is. <sighs> give me that violin. Give me that sadness. Me Probably the most decorated uh, soccer player, uh, woman soccer player, maybe soccer player in in the U.S. Arguably had a great World Cup before, so we are hoping that um, she has a great uh, season. Um, she's not expected to play a lot, but the U.S. team does have some injuries, so that's the only way when she'll be playing extended minutes. Um, that apart from that feel good stories, other stories are probably more problematic than this one. The Spanish and the French team are struggling with um, the players are protesting the coaches' playing conditions. The French team took care of it. They have a new coach. It's it's being handled. The Spanish team is currently under protest, and their federation, their football federation, actually stood with the coach. So the play, some of the very top players in the Spain's team are will likely not be there for the World Cup. Did you also um, did you also hear that? Uh the Spain captain had to come out and apologize because they were mocking the New Zealand Hakka. Oh yeah. So that's oh, geez. Yeah. Yeah, great. Great. Um, and the, the last piece of story I have, if I throw it back to you guys is, uh, England is also going ongoing dialogues. Um, you know, England had a good, um, Europa, um, Euro, Euro cup, I'm sorry. And that's brought a lot, a lot of new fans into the business. So, the players are trying to get a bonus for playing in the world uh, in the World Cup, and that conversation is ongoing and is likely will go into the tournament, even beyond the tournament. So people are concerned that this is going to affect the team's performance as well. So those are the storylines happening behind the scenes, which might take attention away from the World Cup, but I thought it was good enough to highlight it. All right, now to talk about you know, the only team that we care about, United yep, States. Yep. Uh, CJ, what you got for us? USA, USA. The women's national team is currently ranked number one overall in the FIFA World Cup rankings. Don't sound so excited, yeah, bro. Like, We're only projected to win. Yeah, geez. We are projected to win. The betting odds have us as a favorite. And it's kind of surprising we'll be going for three world cups in a row yeah baby incredible um so i guess i can save this for my buddy miller because he has always had a crush on this person but we're going to talk a little bit about Mm. alex morgan (laughs) okay okay bear calm down (laughs) this is not miller's bear corner miller take it easy (laughs) she ain't Uh, no bear alex morgan Alex Morgan, to some, actually to a lot, is considered the main star of the women's national team. Even though Megan is getting most the hottest, oh, yes. God. Don't why why would you do that? The, the soccer is not about a sport of looks. Okay, it actually really is. Like <laughs> that, that's what, I that, think that's what ugly people say. I think soccer women are by by far the hottest athlete. Hot take. Hot take. You haven't seen field hockey women, have you? Mm. There's something about a field. No hockey one's woman ever that said that in the world. I, Are you I kidding agree. me? I don't think I've ever heard that in a million years. You guys are. We know nuts. some hockey people. That and track and field. That and track and field. All right, back to women's World Cup. Don't change the subject, you fucking pervs. <laughs> um, so she's gonna be leading the team as a starter, and 
it's going to be very interesting to see how she is going to lead us into victory. I do believe that we are going to win. Um, but the one thing that does worry me is that the injuries are kind of going to start piling up. And given that we had to travel for some, for some spots, um, it'll, it'll be very interesting to see how the team handles it. Um, uh, one of the points that we want to break out is that there is an up and comer that is poised for a breakout session. Sophia Smith, it's going to be their, it's going to be her first world cup. Uh, and she's considered to be the best goal scorer. So that'll be fun to see. I do believe that the women's team should score a lot of goals, but a lot of women's team have gotten better over the years. So it's, it's going to be interesting. I, it's going to be interesting to see how they, uh, they move about. So, um, as kind of, we discussed the injuries is going to be something that we're going to have to take a look at. Um, let's, let's pour one out for Mallory Swanson. Dansby's wife. Rip. Sad. Dansby Swanson from the Chicago Cubs. Sad. Wait, Chris. She was injured. She's no longer in there. You didn't know that, huh? No. Interesting. And that's fine. Um, all right. So let's go ahead and leave it on to you guys. What what are your guys' picks for who's winning the tournament? Who wants to start? I, well, I put some money on I Germany. think the US um, is gonna they get had this like, done. I think they're gonna they're gonna rally around each other and definitely around Alex and they're gonna win. They got the experience, they've done it before, and I'm intrigued to see how this plays out. With that being said, they're gonna be going up against some stiff competition, that's for damn sure. The three teams that are uh in my opinion, the biggest threats uh to the US are gonna be Germany, England, and Spain. I'll kind of dive into each of those really quick. We'll start with Germany. They are the FIFA rank number two. Um, The star that they have on their team is uh, a girl named Alex Hope. She is a forward. Um, She led Germany to the finals of the UEFA Euro Cup in 2022, where they proceeded to lose to England. Uh, But she is a full-on attacker. And she is looking to get that ball into the back of the neck. When you look at the team, why they may get that W, uh, the biggest thing is going to be, unfortunately, it's Germany. They always seem to be there at the end. Um, They've gone to five of the last eight Women's World Cup semifinals. So usually they can get it there. They got the talent to get it done if everything goes right. So we'll see. Again, I know we've had this talked about, these issues going on. Injuries is a big one. But with this team, it is all about the harmony. Um, there's gonna, they've had some issues, and they and they haven't really played together too much. So we're going to see, especially in the pre-tournament games, the pre-tournament friendlies that have happened, they've had some issues with harmony on the front line and scoring. So we'll see if they can turn that around in the World Cup. And if they can't, they're not going to be there. But if they can, they're definitely going to be there at the end. Can you uh, Can you tell me what you mean by harmony in the soccer field? I mean, it's just like anything when it comes to a harmony. It's being on the same page. So how do you be on the same page on a soccer field? When a front line, you know, like kicking crosses and getting headers into a goal. Like the scheme you know, is not working. Understanding the movement. The scheme is not working. It's like you've never played soccer before. Yeah, like I thought you were the expert. Interesting. Are you, are you not the soccer insider? No. Apparently not. <laughs> no, no. I didn't. 
I didn't know that one of the reasons that Germany is going to possibly win is because it's fucking Germany. Like, wow. That's cr- that's nuts. <laughs> oh. wonder how much research went into that one. <laughs> All the lives are out today. <laughs> Jesus. Moving on. Uh, England, they are the world ranked number four. They're led by Kiara Walsh. She is a midfielder. Um, she has a great transitional attack up the field that um, hopefully the United States doesn't have to face, but who knows? Uh, they, Like I mentioned previously, they did, and I think Bupin jumped on it as well, they did just win the Euros in 2020, so they're definitely going to, they're definitely capable of contending. Um, and they have the second most wins at 20 um, since the beginning of uh, 2020. Two and who's first? The one and only baby USA. USA. There are some question marks brought up, like um, Bupin mentioned earlier. They have had some injuries and absentees, so we'll see. They've lost five key players since they did win that Euro Cup. So, uh, and that includes two big leaders, uh, Ellen White and Jill Scott. So we'll see if they can put it all together and make a run. Hopefully not for the U.S. sake, but uh, I'm sure they'll be at the end. Finally. Um, the third team that I wanted to touch on, kind of give a brief profile, is Spain, who again was mentioned by Bupin at the earlier. Uh, they are FIFA world ranked number six, so they're a little further down. Um, but they are led by star Alexia Putelas. She is a midfielder. She is a back-to-back. I'm going to totally screw this up. Bayonne d'Or winner, which is the award for the best female footballer in 2021 and 22. 2022 so she is one of the best in the game currently and whenever you have greatness you know what typically follows just like what happened with argentina they can possibly make it uh and and win that that world cup so it definitely uh could happen for this spain team we'll see they've lost just once in the past 12 games and they did actually beat the u.s at the end of 2022 so all right and I know this is a theme before we move on, Boopin, really quickly. Injuries. And like Boopin mentioned, there is some stuff going on with the Spanish team. So that could be leading to some players sitting out and not playing, which could cause issues on this team. So we'll see where it goes. Like CJ mentioned, it sometimes brings a team together. Sometimes it could pull them apart. No one knows. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Spain and England team. It'll be interesting to see... uh... Mateus too, since she's also coming off an ACL injury, which she I'm is. sure you knew of that as well. Wow, I think that was the best piece of knowledge Chris had all, sorry, CJ had all episode. Yeah, and it's 2022 Euros there, buddy, not the 2020 Euro. Okay. 2022. <laughs> Alright. I not. mean, you know, that that was great information, but let, let's, let's figure out why we are here, right? Let's pick a team that's not the U.S., to win, and we'll do a chug bet. I pick Germany. Any takers? Going once. How can you Maybe. not take the United States? USA! 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 Hold on, I... You know what, Chris? Yeah. Miller, I'll give it to you. You can have US. It doesn't matter what you said, bro. I'm taking them. Very US of Chris or CJ's doing research. I'm... I'm doing a quick look on the groups and... Wow, it almost looks like you're doing research, Chris. 
No, why would you need to do research on something like this? You just know what you're talking about. <laughs> Germany does seem to have a a very fun group to be a part of there, but I wouldn't be surprised if they get eliminated out of the group stage. Okay. Colombia might be Colombia might be a little bit interesting. Um I think France also has like a a, a slight chance but they're in the same group as Brazil, so I would probably do like a coin flip between France and Brazil. Yeah, pick one. Brazil always seems to be up there when it comes to Women's World Cups. Pick one. Chug bet. I'll take All Brazil. Right. There you have it. There you have it. Okay. Women's World Cup. So we got Africa. we got Germany. U.S. Uh, Boopin. And we got U.S. for Miller and uh, Brazil for me. So that'll right. be fun. Awesome. Wonderful episode. Thank you. Thank you for all the... All the hate, all the positivity, all all the all the knives that came out this episode. Uh, we may knives. What are you talking about? We were. I, I was as positive <laughs> as I can be on this one. What uh, do you mean? If that was positive. We may have to rename the episode or the podcast itself. Oh God! But thank you for listening. We hope that you will hit the like and subscribe button if you like the show. We are a young podcast, so any and all feedback is appreciated. You can find us on Facebook at trio positivity podcast at twitter we're at trio positivity maybe someday in the near future we'll have some positivity coming out of chicago sports but until then we will suffer in our misery together on that positive positive note we're saying goodbye